0: Ready?
1: Millburgers gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. We're here on the porch at Millburgers and we're ready to talk gardening with you. If
2: you're not here, you're missing out.
1: You are missing out. <laughs> Picture taken in the pumpkin patch. Oh yeah. A little red choo choo or the terror train, as it's known at Halloween. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, they've got us. They've got a,
1: a stay turned up enough. Yeah. Okay. There we go. How's that? that's yeah, better. better.
2: They've got a stage out there. Got two stages. Yeah,
1: for the pictures?
2: There. For the pictures. And uh, Jeremy and his friend, uh-huh. <laughs> I had to take pictures of them. Right. And uh, Jer- Jeremy's funny. He's got a new phone. But he, when he takes, when I take pictures, he wants me to use my camera. Oh, my, wow. My big camera. The old fashioned, yeah. the old man camera, because it takes some good pictures. But there's a lot of, lot of parents with their young ones out here taking mm-hmm. pictures in that, in the stage,
3: and everybody's in pretty good spirits.
2: Oh the, yeah, the weather is marvelous, <laughs> as it is And they've got a beautiful, a wonderful display of pumpkins.
3: Always, always seems like they do. Yeah. As I,
2: as I was headed out yesterday, they were showing the little one, a little one, the bigger pumpkins. You think? And you, I pointed over to the little ones. I think uh-huh. those are years over there. Do
3: you think that uh, orange has anything to do with the University of Texas? I don't think so. Uh,
1: uh, oh, by
3: the way, did they win that game Milton?
1: We've already been through this, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know the answer.
2: Did, uh... The, uh... As I was... As my... Uh, the girl was cleaning out my hall tree... Uh... There in the house. Okay. In my house. She found some, uh, uh... Uh... Film canisters like they used to have. Yeah. Uh... And they were labeled. Femcasts were labeled, they were full of bluebonnet seeds.
1: Oh, wow.
3: They weren't even in the
2: refrigerator, huh? Uh uh. Guess what one of them was labeled? Orange. No. Yeah. Really? Uh, I told y'all I was trying this. Well, they were more than
3: two years old. You had to toss them, didn't you?
1: (laughs) How old do you think they were? well, though, Three
2: if, or four years old? Actually, if they but were... But that doesn't matter. With are blue yeah, bonus. Yeah, and no. They're not scarified.
3: Well, yeah. if they were if they're orange, you would... Even if they fifteen, 15, <laughs> 20 years, you'd give them a try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So are you going to give them to somebody to... Well,
2: my best choice that can scarify them...
1: Is John?
2: No, Dr. Stein. Oh. But... Is he not talking to you? No. We wonder... If he's going to be sincere about it, <laughs> in the past he's not been uh, real uh,
3: enthusiastic about that orange color. Yeah, That's he. Uh, That's he, the he, one thing he and I have in common, I guess. <laughs> no. He,
2: uh, you know, he's a th- third-degree Aggie, three-degree Aggie.
3: Oh, three. Degrees. Yeah, that always, I, I yeah. guess we've talked about that before, but that <laughs> amazed me, too, when I was working over at the <laughs> campus. Uh, you know, the whole horticulture yeah. department had, it seemed like all of them had degree every, all three of their degrees were yeah. from, from, and they never left. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, they had the same well, coffee every yeah. every day, and <laughs>
2: Well, yeah. What
3: well, I, maybe, I, I worked, maybe
1: there's somebody else that could scarify. I work. <laughs> who's that? I don't know. But
2: who were we talking to the other day that had acid? Um, I don't
1: remember.
3: Let's see.
2: Oh, a little, our little big hat. Oh, yeah, girl. yeah. She's a teacher. Yeah. And they have that uh, sulfuric acid in in the uh, in the lab that way in the chemistry department. So if she comes up, if she'll come up here, I'll give her the seed, and what, she can scarify it and plant it in her yard. What
3: if we also? What if we write an article about?
1: Yeah, you may want to talk to Trace too, because he may want to be be the the. Let's let's. You may want to find somebody to do that, so yeah. he can sell them. No.
2: Let, okay. Let's make let's make this <laughs>
3: let's make, it, make this an article, and we'll. Write the details in the Express News, and uh, also we can, you know, mention it as a mil- another one of the mil- Milberger cooperating and, yeah. the, and the A&M cooperating <laughs> and how, exci- how exciting it could be,
2: you know. A&M is not cooperating. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we just always— They don't want an orange. I'm pretty sure seat came out of white. Huh. Closest I've seen to an orange is, That's is in the whites, and I hadn't done the we hadn't done the whites in uh, several years. However, uh, when I was up visiting with John last weekend, uh, he says he's got uh, twelve fifteen pounds of uh, white.
4: Oh,
1: okay. That's
2: nothing to them. They, they I was going to say I don't know 40.
1: how how what that means. Is that a lot? Is it a little? <laughs>
2: but uh, he likes to mix the white and the red maroon and the uh blues mhm but anyway uh very yeah very interesting found
3: that
1: that's exciting
3: <laughs> but it didn't seem like anybody got excited about my article with the uh, uh I that I think their our audience would be really interested in that process so uh. Because when oh. we talk about it, when we talk about it, I think they like it too. If it
2: were, well, we probably need to germinate the seed and and uh, grow and that, it out. And
3: that that teacher too would get a little good publicity for that program. That yeah, the, yeah. And they, you know, and then she's kind se- of consistent with the milkweed thing. Yeah,
2: she didn't seem too excited over that dealing with that sulfuric acid. Yeah,
1: I, I think, I think was she cool. was worried about her students. you were just, just <laughs> every student just just roll around in it. And, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Okay. We'll, yeah, but we'll you, see how all right, Lou. I've got. I just wanted to tell everybody that. Uh, yeah. You know, Milton and Trace always give me hell by <laughs> looking for horns. Uh,
3: yeah. I know. Well, now now the thing is, hopefully he won't lose it.
2: No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah but uh anyway i people used to always ask me about arms, you know burnt on
3: all right tell and
2: I, I said <laughs> I said if I got them if i if I get them if I see one I'm gonna get them because t- those longhorns got a lot of money up there
3: mm-hmm. tell tell uh, tell them about the antelope yeah antelope horn. Uh, Again, See, from,
2: also found uh, from Ms. Nathery. You know, she's passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can
1: be your legacy.
2: <laughs> a, package, a package of, I think she said it, it was antelopes. Is that what they call that? Antelope horn, yeah. Antelope horn. Uh, milkweed. Milkweed. And I opened it, <laughs> and uh, they said, <laughs> what is that? And I took out some of that
1: well, wet that stuff.
4: they got a long line of about 20 people in line. Oh,
1: I'm not sure. We're just doing the regular show. Oh, yeah,
5: I know. Yeah, yeah. I listen to you guys
4: all the time. thank you. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, they have. I'll go check no, out. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure. You just, can't? There's no way you can. No, 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 Oh, okay. That's what happened.
1: Okay. We take all cash. Right. Up here. Oh, stop Everybody it. got cash, come on up here. All right. There we go. Can you hear me now? All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-88-67. We had a, a question about checking out from somebody here. So, all right. Nobody so, will bring me cash. Nobody that. will do that. I don't understand that. All these years.
3: <laughs> so, anyway, Jerry, Jerry found the antelope horn. Uh, milkweed seed,
2: yeah, that milkweed and, and, uh, collected.
3: We're going to go ahead and put in, incorporate those into that uh, uh, program that we've got with all those uh, volunteers, yeah. and see so if we can't get just, them to germinate.
2: I imagine you could just seed it out, right?
3: You can, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's time to fall. Well, they, <clears throat> they, they they respond to refrigeration uh, to chill hours. Oh, so.
2: Well, that hadn't been chilled.
3: No, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and chill them. Yeah, and then I'll uh, then I'll plant them after a month in the refrigerator. Maybe. Yeah, or I'll see and I'll save. I some. wonder
2: if anybody's ever frozen. I don't know. I I used to get a, a, a lot of people talking about freezing okra seed and freezing bluebonnet seed to make them germinate. Wow. Well, I mean, why would you pepper, want more
3: and, okra seed than and Germany? pepper
2: seed? Uh, and I believe, you know, people used to believe and maybe still believe that when you collect uh, chili patine seed, uh, that uh, bird pepper, uh, that you need to freeze it first before you plant it, oh. and then it'll come up.
3: I uh, didn't check with Bart, but I noticed that the chili patines on on my planting uh, are quite oh, large already. Okay, great. they set, yeah, they've set... Uh, a lot of fruit.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll see if they're the right size and shape. That's good. They're on a set big time right now. Trace.
1: Did you want to give Trace your news?
2: What's that? Oh, about the... I found a, uh, some blue bonnet seed that I had registered. I collected and uh, called them orange. Oh, Okay, I, th- I think they came out of the white. I'm pretty sure they came out yeah. of the white. Well, that's
3: uh, that is good news. Mm-hmm. We thought it was a typo, though. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, it's my I, I never thought he'd admit it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kept telling y'all I'm open to taking all that money those uh,
5: t ships have up there.
3: <laughs> oh, Trace, you'd,
5: you'd be a instant success
3: overnight. I uh, know it. I know you. You were really following that game, and I uh, oh, I don't.
5: Who want
1: won to- that game? Uh, 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 yeah the, the Cal- ref, we, 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 the ref, three ref three won that game Calvin. the ref won the game there you go yeah
2: and the poor Aggies lost too I heard oh yeah I was invited out to uh, watch the game last night uh, at my son-in-law's and uh, I told my daughter I said no I ain't coming out there because if they lose I don't want to be anywhere close to that area see he's a he, he's a big time Aggie fan and takes that football real serious.
3: Well, and they've had, the Aggies have had pretty good luck with Alabama, so everybody gets yeah. their hopes swelled up.
2: <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry, sorry both of y'all lost.
5: I, I think they had luck once, Milton, and they're calling that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, you know how Calvin is.
2: But anyway, All right,
1: we two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yes. We're sir.
2: having a lot of people taking some great pictures of their kids, kitties in the pumpkin patch.
5: Yeah, I was I was happy to find out you weren't trying to put on one of those onesies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by my, my son and uh uh his
2: girlfriend uh bought costumes uh of uh unicorns. Mm. And uh and put on and posed in the pictures <laughs> in the pumpkins over there. That's a that's a nice little stage doing, y'all got set up up there. How you doing, guys? It's easy to take pictures in and uh, and and makes a good picture. And got those crotons on either side. Uh, I made sure to get
5: those in my pictures. Ah, uh, but they're still for sale. So oh yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: well they're colorful. And uh, let's see. Where, uh, that's a good oh, looking
4: ad does. you got there.
2: Yeah. Sale twelve eighty eight, two for twenty dollars. Uh, so
5: that's that's, for, the, that's the that's the six inch. The one that in the picture I believe is a ten inch pot. Oh, okay. I believe he's twenty four ninety nine all by himself.
2: Okay. Yeah, it takes a long time to grow those plants. Grow them to grow slow. I assume. <laughs> I never have grown one. Uh I, they're grown probably in the greenhouse somewhere but uh anyway the, p- the pumpkins are great good supply uh those big ones and uh the little ones the little ones are <laughs> going on well Uh look at, look at that little girl right there pulling that wagon has one pumpkin in there <laughs>
5: guess what it is the little one we count on that one pumpkin. <laughs> it's like our our gum at the checkout stand.
3: Uh,
1: oh.
5: look, well, look, go uh, try you it. See it. Go, go, uh, try,
3: <laughs> go try and take that pumpkin out of
2: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Huh? The uh, I, I was telling them earlier as I was walking out yesterday, they were wanting to take the, the parents were t- wanting to take their picture picture of a of, of the small child. Embracing one of those extremely large pumpkins, and as I got about even with him, I said, "Your pumpkin's over there, you know, behind him." And he just went over there and got him a little pumpkin. They love those little pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hadn't been on on the market an awfully long time, but. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're hit with the kids. Let's and, talk, too. And them. they're easy to grow, too, I imagine.
1: Let's talk with uh, Ben and 210-308-8867. 210 308 Hey, Ben. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today?
6: Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, I wanted to call in because <clears throat> I bought an oak tree through Millburgers. Had it about six months. Uh, it's green. But it's kind of thin. Uh, we have watered it, but I don't know that we've done a good job of fertilizing it. Uh,
2: what is it? Uh, oak tree. It's
6: a it, it's a uh, live oak.
2: Oh, live
6: oak. Yeah, and it, the leaves are very thin. I mean, it's it's yeah. growing. But it's,
2: Did it's you plant those, it, or is it a big big live oak?
6: Uh has planted it for me because the first one died. Uh, okay. It's about it's about a. Eight,
3: nine foot three. Okay. How how often are you watering it?
6: Well, we've been, we we water it pretty often. A couple of buckets, uh, uh, two to three times a week was part of the direction. But I don't know that we, maybe we should have been fertilizing more. I'm not sure.
3: No, 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 no. No, No, it doesn't make, it it won't be a factor.
2: The important thing is to put it on that root ball. On the bo- big ball at the base, yeah. and uh, let it soak in
3: and and be and be generous. Yeah, if yeah. You, if, if your soil is like mine, I did the same thing. I got a a, a big uh, bar oak from yeah, the, uh, and uh, you, and it's in a kind of, kind of rocky soil. And as long <laughs> as you
2: oh, as long as
3: <laughs> uh, you water it. Frequently and deeply, then yeah. it stays fine. But with this hundred degree heat, man, I was yeah. constantly checking on it. Can you could
5: yeah. you
2: overwater a tree like
3: that? Can no. you
5: overwater it? No, no, but you could water it too often, or you could water it with too little water. Yeah, right. Yeah.
6: Okay. I we we we've been at our house for over forty years. Lost a bunch of, of shrubs to the the freeze a few years ago and and to the heat, and we bought a bunch of Hawthorns to replace these shrubs, and I wonder if I'm worried about them dying over the winter if I plant them this month.
2: Well, again, you want to water. Are they in a straight row or scattered they will around? Be.
6: They're, they're still in pots. Oh, uh, we, have, okay. we haven't planted them. We just bought them last week. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, here at Millburger, and uh, I heard okay. you guys talking talking about fertilizers. You know, watering wow. and fertilizing. Did I hear I that wrong?
2: Yeah, you got it. Uh, no, you didn't get it wrong.
6: <laughs> but
2: uh, yeah, you,
3: uh, worry about the, the fertilization when you. Oh, well, see, like the next growing season when you start seeing some. Yeah. new leaves come out and then uh, then then it can utilize it. Yeah. Is the
1: hawthorn susceptible? Ha- Indian hawthorn to cold right, right. now?
2: No, to it's cold? not no. susceptible to cold. But uh, oh. they say uh, Fung-
3: fungal disease. Fungal, yeah, oh, okay. fungal leaf spot. Yeah, if you if they're in the in the shade, they do fun, they do all right, and they're not too close together. And yeah, they're very attractive.
2: Why didn't you get hollies? What's that? Why didn't you get hollies?
6: Oh, I'm not real plant savvy. If I'd uh, i I'd, I'd like to get some border plants. Uh lost a bunch of red buds. Uh but I still want a nice border between me and my neighbor. I was trying to plant something there.
3: Well, look look like is he ugly? Look at the hollies. Those, uh, is your neighbor I'll, ugly?
6: Ah, uh, well, his garage is pretty bare looking. Oh, we, we have we have quite a bit of room between us, but um, I'd like to plant something there. <laughs> so holly,
3: yeah. Look at look at um, standard Burford holly. Boy, that that it's hard to beat. It's yeah, you know, it's compact. It's uh, tough and uh, yeah. yeah, very attractive. And, you and don't get, have to gives you it.
2: Good, good screening too.
3: How screening. big? Screening.
6: What kind of holly did you say?
3: Standard Burford Holly.
6: Standard Burford Holly.
3: Yeah, they get to okay. be uh, they get to be about eight feet. If that's too big, and then you can go down. Oh. The lo- the no, smaller ones are five feet.
6: Yeah, that five to eight feet would be great. So, so there's no problem planting the hawthorns in October, right?
3: I don't. I, I would plant plant them in October. Yeah. Yeah.
2: As yeah. long as long as you It's
3: about probably the best time of the year. It's yeah. just we're hesitant because we've this crazy weather we've had.
2: <laughs> Where I, where, I where where do you live? Where
6: what I I live out in China Grove.
2: Oh wow. China okay. Grove. You got soil yeah. out there, don't you?
6: Well, it's kind of a red soil and we we of course we put down a lot of dirt but there's yeah. a lot of red red hard soil out there. The, no. the hot stars are going to be against the house, you know. They're going to be more of a shrub
4: decoration. Okay.
2: Well, uh when you plant them, get uh get you a uh kind of a soaker hose. A uh, that that you can put along after you get them in the ground uh yeah. and put soaker hose right next to the plant. And you run that soaker hose about uh uh Neil Sperry says a couple of hours on your wa- on your water day. Uh
3: China Grove, you may not have a water in here.
2: Yeah, that's we true. Do. Uh, we do. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Do
2: you but, think the yeah. tree
1: hugger would help him, or do you think well, it's too much? Well,
3: many? he's got a bunch
2: of them in a row. Yeah, no, I understand. So he'd see. have to move to each I one.
6: I have, I have some long hose, uh, soaker hoses, real good ones. <laughs> they can cover the whole area.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and, mean, la- and let it soak in, gradually soak yeah. in. Okay. I mean, I I mean make, you know, yeah, slow soak. Make, slow make sure soar.
3: that the, uh, enough water yeah. gets, yeah. gets, gets what, in there.
6: one last thing. What's a good thing? Fertilizer for my lawn, a good a good one.
3: Well, we have you got
6: a lawn nineteen five, nine. Oh, I got a hunt My my front lawn is one hundred fifty by one
2: hundred fifty. <laughs> wow. Okay, but uh, you still got grass?
6: Oh, 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 yeah. We we have a lot of Bermuda and it's kind of thin, and I'd like to feed it.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Bermuda getting ready to go dormant here pretty quick, but uh, yeah yeah you can it won't hurt to feed it you you'd use that uh 19, five, nine, a slow release and it'll because the Bermuda's not gonna be growing that much in the winter yeah. yeah you
3: might the other the other option would be to wait until what's our, our normally we uh may first
2: yeah right
3: that's when the that's when your Bermudas starts to take off again and that's when it could utilize the fertilizer best utilize it yeah. okay
6: well you uh, guys are a great help
1: yeah, well,
3: come by come
2: by and see us when you're yeah up here. yeah
1: and okay. i'm wondering if um, how big a uh, caliper do you think the the oak is
2: how big uh, 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 is
1: it too big for the the tree hugger is it 15 inches because no, no.
6: No.
2: Uh, i was thinking that would be
1: good at least because it's the one tree. Yeah. Check out the tree hugger sprinklers when you come here, and you'll you'll know what they do. You'll you'll see them, or you can go online to tree hugger sprinkler. They make that noise, but then <laughs> actually they make they don't make any noise at all. But uh, okay. yeah, that's that's good for uh, watering the tree root. Yeah, yeah, that would be good too. What? I mean,
2: and you know how you know how long you're gonna water that t- t- tree and those shrubs.
6: Do I know how long?
2: Yeah, for how for, for what period of time that you need to apply water? Uh, almost daily. Almost daily
1: what? Okay. Try 2 years. Year. Oh my gosh. Uh, tr-
2: oh, try wow. 2 years. Okay. Well, how lo- how well, long have we, how long have we been in a drought? I know. F- I know. 4 years.
6: I know. It's Been bad. It's been real <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: So you've got to replenish that uh, subsoil moisture. Right.
1: But well, check, okay. it, check it out when you come by, okay? Thanks for coming to okay, Millburgers. All right, All right. You, you. you take care. Okay. And I encourage uh, you, if you've got a newly planted tree or uh, an established tree that you want to water that root ball because of the drought. Uh, check out the Tree Hugger sprinkler at treehuggersprinklers.com. Uh, go over there and you'll see it's a hard plastic sprinkler. It's round, so it hugs the tree. But it's got a hinge, so you open it up. There you go, and then you close it or hug it around the tree. And then you uh, turn on the water just a little bit. This is what he would do to water that root ball. And then you would turn it on to water the away from the root ball. Turn it on fast. Little, little more. Jerry recommends doing a timer. Now Jerry's scaring customers. Uh, (laughs) They think something's wrong. She was on her phone. you see her dialing 911? Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, you'll see instantly how it works. And there are three sizes, so I was wondering for the oak if the bigger size might be good. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, It's going to grow to be a bigger size. Yeah. Now, that's important. That's seriously important with that tree because it's a big tree and uh, got a large root ball
1: yeah which if you
2: don't keep it wet yeah it's gonna harden up and that Mm. that tree will sit there the same size it is with the smaller leaves that it has for a long time if you don't water it right
3: i always get suspicious of uh that the root ball is not getting wet yeah right right and then it's kind of a lost cause that's (laughs) why why i I recommend uh, even a kind of a a probe just to verify yeah you know just the side the side side of the planting hole and then you usually can see if it's uh uh, the water quite often will run down the side yeah and uh, there'll be this dry uh root ball there and and that's what happened the tree is not getting the water that you're applying.
1: Pro- well, check out the Treehugger Pro- Sprinklers. We're yeah. going to take a quick break here at Millburgers and at HEB and online, too, to learn about them. And he can do the same thing at TreehuggerSprinklers.com. We'll finish it up in a minute. Okay. All right. Back in a moment. Thank you. Ooh, that poor woman. <laughs> What's wrong with that man? All right. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. 210-308-8867 is our number. And here's another number to remember, 811. That's the number to remember whether you've got a project uh, that you're going to do like a sprinkler or just some landscaping. Before you dig, before you disturb the ground, remember to call 811 and CPS Energy uh, or go to texas811.org to have underground utilities marked free service and it's the law because texas law requires that everyone contact texas811 at least two working days before digging or doing any type of ground disturbance and keep in mind that violations could result in fines and some of those fines are scary uh the uh, They'll come out and do the lines, and uh, once the lines are uh, marked, uh, you'll be able to see where it is safe to dig. You don't like surprises uh, like broken utility lines, so don't worry about it. Grab your shovel, but first grab your phone and contact 811. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Yes, sir. You look <laughs> the, uh, like you got something to say.
2: <clears throat> the, I was looking at Calvin's uh, article in yesterday's paper, and uh, if you didn't see it, uh, go to the go to the get the yesterday's paper, uh, page E four, uh, and it says, "Don't fret over low threat parasitic mistletoe." and he's got a he's got a picture that makes makes a point that I' make all the time of a dormant uh mesquite tree, no leaves on it bare as bare as my elbow.
4: thank you <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's not the way I learned it man no, I' I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> <maybe not>, but. <laughs> but anyway <laughs> uh I always said. And I told Mr. Fannick this years ago. I said mm-hmm. he would want me to promote mesquites. I said, "Are you crazy?" I've said that before. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he got a mesquite over there, a nursery over there. I said, I said, Mr. Fannick, look, look at that mesquite tree. Yeah. It's bleeding. You know, they bleed along the b- the bark. Right. Uh, it uh, drops beans. It uh, <laughs> ugly shape, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he just grunted and went back smoking his pipe.
1: Good for him. But,
2: uh, <laughs> but I uh, I always said mesquite. The only thing that helped that appearance of that mesquite would be some mistletoe. And it says right here. Don't and what did, fret. He say, what did he say to that? Uh, he by that time he had puffed his way and gone oh,
3: okay. another hour. Right. Yeah, Mr. Fanny generally did his speaking, and then, yeah. then moved on to another uh, issue. Okay.
2: <laughs> and, uh, wait a minute. I'm looking at this picture. You know, I think you know. I see ball moss, or
3: Well, uh, I couldn't. Yeah, it looked like a brush pile to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh but it anyway. wasn't, uh, but uh, two weeks ago, and my, I don't know if you remember, Jerry, but I've got, had a huge mesquite that grew over the top of my roof. Oh, okay. Big, big as the, the live oaks, you know. Um, <laughs> and, of course, one, one of the, during the dry area and uh, winds, one of the big branches fell on the roof. And I luckily didn't didn't break the roof, but it became a real burden for the uh, tree crew to get it off of there. Oh
2: yeah mm. it could not damage the roof. and
3: they, you know with uh, with uh, yeah two and a half and three foot diameter uh, stems uh, they had to cut it and then, then there wasn't much damage when it, it fell other than I couldn't get in the door. Uh, but when they were dropping the the pieces, lowering the pieces to, into the trailers and everything, yeah. they, they were dropping them into the. Uh, you kept flag. the wood. You kept the wood, didn't you? I, t- I kept a little bit of it. I. I,
2: I yeah. This reminded me of the deer deal. Yeah.
3: Flags, to, Uh. A uh, big pieces that fell in the. Flagstone patio, yeah, they're all in all angles and sticking up in the ground yeah. now, and they <laughs> and they br- uh, broke off the uh, planting, uh, yeah, the, uh, areas too. Just from the, <laughs> those huge pieces, just are terrible, very difficult to manage.
2: Well, you brought up something I meant to mention yesterday and didn't, and that's a little uh, summer limb drop. There we've been having. I, my red oak is, is bad about that. Has been bad about that. And uh, when the when the first larger limbs fell off years ago, I called somebody out there I, I, and uh, to to look at, see what was causing that, because they were fairly good sized limbs. You know, I could see a squirrel eating off a, a branch or something. But uh, they said, they named they, they it sudden limb drop.
1: Yeah, we had a call last week about yeah,
2: that. Yeah, yeah. So it's happening around here and uh, b- on my red oak, too.
3: Yeah, and they have a, li- a list of things that they think is related to, you know, some some include the the variety of the tree, you know, pecan is small, is inclined. Yeah, pecans. And then, and then they mentioned that hackberry heat. Yeah, heat. Uh, heat. A drought. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, the the wind and changes in, uh, you know, if you uh, take one of uh, one tree out, a big tree. That affects all the other <laughs> oh no win relationships and everything yeah and so you in a, you can see that in a neighborhood where they it's <laughs> all these adjustments are being made as the summer yeah. progressed this year
2: yeah uh, Neil had a situ- situation like that he said I did my research and I found that it certainly does happen yeah. <laughs> during times of drought and stress. I think we've had both of those. People in stress, for sure. Like last year and this year, trees take in moisture overnight, and the dried wood brittle from the drought almost explodes from the tree from the weight of the humidity. Hmm. Or something like that, Neil. <laughs> in other words... Uh, uh, but uh, he said it seems that there is no clear-cut explanation.
3: That's that's right.
2: The deal the deal is that, that it happened at night. You know when you there's no it, it can be no wind blowing. Yeah, and that's when it happened.
1: That's what Mark said. Actually, it was quite common when there was no wind.
2: Yeah. But uh, anyway, the uh, don't get upset. It's it's a. Act of nature, I guess. Well,
3: uh, that's one of the reasons too why we recommend, if you have a a tree oh. a tree in that situation, that you keep in touch with uh, the uh because uh, the potential is is there for for it to be a problem. And this summer really was quite the quite the year for the branches breaking, and not just our pecan or hackberry. Yeah. But our mesquites. And yeah, mesquite. Live oaks, too. Oh, yeah. That's Elms. A, huh? Elms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too.
2: I bet Mr. Covell would know what the problem was. You remember Mr. Covell? Yes. He, he was all the—I think at one time he was the only certified arborist huh. in the county. In oh, the county. really? Huh. Absolutely. I, right. I think he's fast.
1: Yeah. I know you just walked up, but we got to take a quick break, Trace. Of course I'm we sorry. do. All right. Back in a moment, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930
4: a.m., The Answer.
1: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Had a man that came up before the show started, and uh, before you guys were here, and he was asking me. Uh, he said he's got termites, and he's wants advice on getting rid of them. And I, I knew it's a serious issue, and it's probably something you, you don't want to do yourself. You want to make sure you get them. So I recommended he call Spider-Man, Termite and Pest Control. Uh, They've been doing this since 1976. I know Warren has said that termites are uh, active now, and he's seeing or they're getting lots of calls from them. So if you suspect termites, even if you you don't know, uh, you can uh, do some things. Call them up, and they'll uh, do a picture with you and stuff and take a look at them and see what you got. He talked about someone else who was certain they had termites, and they took a picture, and it wasn't termites, and they were really relieved. So uh, uh, let Spider-Man and the gang over there at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control help you out in this situation or roaches or ants or rats or whatever you got 210-656-3721 210-656-3721 or online at go-spidermanpest.com go-spidermanpest.com and the nice thing is they'll talk with you about the situation as well so uh, you'll learn a lot and uh, you can feel confident you're getting the right answers to your situation all right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. 210-308-8867. Okay. Yeah,
2: Calvin just showed me a picture of the Parsons potent chili penguin. All right, and it looks it looks right. In other words, uh, sometimes they elongate, uh, you know, but this one's uh, fat like it should be. Okay, see.
3: I also had a, a report that we talked about uh, BHN 968s, and, and and it turns out that the, I, I have at least one BHN nine sixty eight uh, plant. It's not only got a superior size, but it's got a lot of it's set a lot of fruit. It hasn't ripened many, but uh, so b- both uh, the uh, or oh, what's our other. What's the other fruit the The other little... Um,
2: uh, the little one, uh, Ruby Crush?
3: Yeah. B- so both the Ruby Crush and the BHN 968 are cruising along, and hopefully they'll take advantage of this I bet they weather. will.
2: I bet they will because the nighttime temperatures are so cool.
3: Yeah, gosh. It yeah. seemed
2: like that's more important. Oh, yeah. When we were investigating uh, the Israeli... Uh, Tomato varieties that they said were better than ours, till they brought them over here and we tested them, and they they wouldn't set a fruit because in a desert it can be over 100 degrees in hmm. the day, but at night it was cold. It's cool. Yeah, almost you, wear your, okay. yeah. you wear
3: your jacket there.
2: Yeah. yeah, and that's what sets the fruit over there. But here, no. <laughs> they don't cool off and it won't set fruit so they had selected varieties that have that uh, can tolerate the heat but also set fruit when it's cool but uh, uh we 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 that's why we grow them here to test yeah you know uh, uh see if they'll do well here
1: i thought we grew them here to eat Well, do that too. We test them, then we eat them.
2: (laughs) Okay, Trey. Sounds
1: like bluebell ice cream.
2: I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about those chrysanthemums or mums (laughs) at the front, and you need to—I think you
5: need to post a sign over there to keep them in the sun. So let, let me explain something to you. Okay. <laughs> I have a sign in front of every bed over there for pumpkins. that says, please be gentle with the pumpkins. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Do, the stem is not a handle. No. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> please don't sit on them. Yeah. So yesterday, there was this little boy and this little girl walking on the pumpkins. No. <laughs> and the big ones at that. Walking on them. Walking on them from one pumpkin to the... The parents didn't... They were standing within inches of the sign. Didn't stop them. So... Well, they can't read yet. <laughs> the parents? Um, I would uh, certainly hope so. No, the parents. Uh, it would be wonderful to say yes to that, <laughs> but nobody's going to read it. Oh.
2: Well, that, that's...
5: I, I learned that lesson,
2: I guess, yeah, last year what it was when my neighbor bought one of those great big beautiful my mom's over here and uh, put it in their front yard and a little, put a little flowers around it and everything else. I said boy that's going to be a good picture when that blooms." and it was in bud and uh, you had a few, bu- few buds open so you could tell the color and it, otherwise it was perfect I mean Rounded and, and beautiful. And I watched that thing and watched that thing all the way through Christmas. <laughs> it never opened. And I came over here and Trey said, Well, it's not in the sun, fool. I don't think he said, fool. No, I don't think he said fool. But uh, uh, I had. I, n- I thought it, Milton. <laughs> <laughs> I had never, I have never heard that or read that. Where'd you learn that? by experience yep trial and error uh, uh, the grower grower didn't mention that huh? he doesn't have them in the shade that, so they got theirs in the full sun green out but, hey uh, we're
1: gonna Oh,
2: we need to tell people that uh, buying these beautiful chrysanthemums, taking them home don't be putting them under a tree because those buds will never open
1: he lost or sleep about that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I can see a porch. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bud's back going to give us, I think, an oxbud lily uh, update. 210-308-8867. Hey, Bud, what's going on? How y'all doing? Good, good.
7: Yeah. Uh, my lilies, they've really shot up high <laughs> since <Yeah>. yesterday. <laughs> we, we didn't have a whole lot of sun yesterday. Yeah. Maybe I you know did. we've had it almost all this morning
2: are you are you sure they you yeah, had a little rain blood? though too are you sure they're ox blood lilies
7: no no uh, I mentioned yesterday I said well describe the ox blood for me because I'm not really sure what they yeah. yeah but today today I am sure what they are
5: oh is that right so milton it yeah. sounds like sounds like he needs to thin them and donate a few to the cause here <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you just planted them didn't you no, were vol- no they were
7: volunteers No, no. yeah uh, they 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 are rain lilies
1: Oh, oh, okay. I don't want that. Don't, don't,
4: don't bring
2: that
1: to me. I got enough of those. <laughs> okay, well that's that's disappointing, yeah, but
2: if, if they shot up that high and everything, that's that's not that an quick. ox blood.
3: Well, yeah. ox and and, and those, those, they can uh, be dense. pretty quick
2: ox floods. Yeah, but I'm talking about. He said they shot up uh, uh, high.
3: Well, I I've, I've got the miner under now under the peach trees. Yeah, and they are seeking the sun. Uh, <laughs> and so they're 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 going up pretty high, yeah. higher so, than I've expected. So it sounds them. like you need to share the wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
5: he's
1: hoarding those oxblood uh, lilies at his house.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The, I, uh, if I if that, I remember right, I think Milton got the exact same number I did at no. the same time.
1: I looked for mine yesterday and they they're not popping up or reaching for the sun. They're not doing anything. <laughs> James and I are having the same they're, luck with our oxblood lilies. They're
5: permanently <laughs> under soil, right?
1: Yes, they seem to be. <laughs>
2: But, the, uh, you know, the original concept behind that uh, rain blood lily uh, from John, Greg Grant and that bunch is we were going to interplant them between uh, Asian jasmine, in, amongst the Asian jasmine. So they would shoot up from that, uh, under that Asian jasmine every spring or whenever they came uh-huh. out, every summer. And, uh,
3: How'd that, that work?
2: Well, you could we couldn't find enough oxblood lilies to really to talk about it.
3: Yeah, once they're in a they're good all, spot. They're on they, Calvin's yard. Yeah, once they're in a good spot, they seem to yeah prosper. But uh, yeah, they are hard to find. They're expensive. Oh yeah, expensive too. Uh,
2: yeah,
7: no. Uh, let me let me let me ask you on that oxblood. blood. Uh, the the flower. What color is the flower?
1: Hops blood what? red. Yeah. Blood red. Blood
7: red. Okay. Deep red.
1: What color are yours?
7: Oh, no. <laughs> they're, they're, they're they're beautiful white.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a rain lily.
2: That's a rain lily. Well, right. I,
3: like, I like rain lilies a lot, too. Both socks, blood and rain lilies are attractive. A rain lilies fragrant? No, I haven't noticed it. Of course, I can't. Well, yeah. I, I, you, I didn't try smell to good. smell
2: one, but... Uh, I, I don't think so uh, uh most most white flowers are fragrant I
3: think. Huh. oh okay. yeah that uh those, is he, is he those bringing, white bring bringing uh,
5: that up to the cyclamen or the uh stock oh,
3: oh okay oh yeah gosh the stocker but, <laughs> but the uh the white flower over there the, on milkweed? the milkweed yeah that one's That's very fragrant, fragrant. yeah
5: yeah, I can't smell, I I can can smell, smell it now, that. but I can. I can smell it in the morning before the winds and yeah. people start getting in. Yeah. Uh, speaking uh, of those, I'll, how many I'll we got let, I'll left? Y'all go. Uh,
1: three. Three. Okay. You thank have you, other
3: bud. Okay.
5: All right. Thanks
1: for calling. Thanks again. Thanks for bud. bud. Thanks for the update. Looks Sorry, like, they're not. Looks occupied. like three. What's that?
5: Uh, I said it looks like three. I had, three. A, had a guy this morning wanting to buy one as an indoor plant. Oh, I all right. I so much. I told him no.
3: Yeah. I. I planted mine and they're were, they were much bigger than I expected so I had to kind of prop them up and uh, soil. <laughs> yeah but they have already responded to the this being in the site and they've started to put out new oh
5: leaf great leaf sprouts. so did any of your blooms turn to
3: seed not that I've noticed so far hmm.
2: the so flowers some you know of some
3: have, have falling off and some of the leaves are falling off
2: Yeah, but not. uh, So they're going to be clumping. I mean, the you say you got shoots coming up from the bottom. No, I've got shoots coming out
3: from. Oh, from the side, from the you know new new leaves and new sprouts. Okay, and uh, and the monarchs, I found them for sure. So they they spend a lot of time with them, but I I haven't seen that they've laid any eggs on them or anything.
2: Okay.
5: We had eggs on one. Yeah. yeah that's Mary, a Mary sold it, I think, as a because of the eggs.
1: Because of the eggs. Okay, cool. It <laughs> kind of proves they like them. Well,
3: yeah, our, our uh, sidekick that uh, plants all the uh, blue bonnets and, uh, and the milkweed,
1: What's uh, she bought one. Lulu, yeah. Yeah, she bought a nice big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll have to call us in with an update. What do what do you, what do, you what, do? You want to know anything in particular? Because I, think oh, I want, want to know try. if it's
5: I, great to
3: see. That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, we, do, the we just I think, the I think trace. Uh, I know. I, I just want to see how they adjust uh, to planting and. All right, Lulu. It's so much easier to plant them when they're little, but they're pretty spectacular if you can. Get, yeah. Yeah, you can plant them when they're large, like oh. that,
1: and right. have them prosper. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, a couple minutes before we get you caught up with the news. Trace, there's something big happening the weekend of October 28th. Uh, you want to talk about that?
5: Uh, what What's not going on that weekend? Yeah, no kidding. That's the uh, truth. Um, all right. So maze, of course, that's open uh, mm-hmm. during normal business hours. Pumpkin Patch is no, open no, normal business hours all the way till Halloween. Uh but on that particular day we're going to have roasted corn yeah. and the uh proceeds go to the American Cancer Society. I believe that we is that we have David that weekend? Yeah. Okay, we have David that weekend and uh we also I think have a blood drive.
2: Yeah. What about the glasses? Do you I think the glasses? glasses? I think
5: the Lions Club is going to be here too, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, I think we have uh, face painting and balloon art. So uh, Jerry always likes the balloon art because oh, he, wa- yeah. he watches the kids walk around and then they pop their thing. Uh, Scared. <laughs> have to go back.
1: They start crying. Uh, that's
5: also donation for those <laughs> to the American Cancer Society.
1: Oh, and David's going to be here the week before. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Well, I, I want to check. One. No, I, I thought you were right too. Yeah. Follows for planting. That's David, and then I'm missing the something. Okay. Terror
5: train on the weekends all the way Got till the blood then.
1: drive. The eye donation. The uh, Eye donations? The, I do, not the eye donation. No eye donation. No. Eye checking. No, we're going to check your eyes. Yeah, not, uh, uh, glasses. And you're welcome to bring
5: that. your glasses. Uh, they will get them repurposed to somebody in need.
1: Yeah. So check out Milberger nursery.com for more information. That's MillburgerNursery.com. 210-308-8867, our number. We are going to take a quick break and come back in a moment on 930 AM, The answer.
0: We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer.
1: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Do you know? And I think uh, October fourteenth, which would be next Saturday. Yeah,
5: and uh, the, uh, I'm thinking it's somewhere between one and two o'clock.
1: Wow! So it'll be, it'll happen while we're on the air. Uh, maybe, maybe. Oh, that's spooky. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to check, but yeah. And the- theoretically, yes. Yeah. Okay. I haven't
5: checked the uh, Longitude Latitude, <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty so sure. So you're a
1: marketer. Are you going to do anything like, you know, if you're here at Milburger's during the eclipse, just during the eclipse, you save 10% on <laughs> N- No. Oh, no. Nah.
2: <laughs> Is it's, it going to be during the day?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So don't look at it, okay? Even with those glasses.
2: They've, they're selling glasses. <laughs>
1: yeah, I saw that. I don't know. I don't know where you get them besides the guys there. Are they selling them online?
5: Uh, probably because I, I think Mary bought twenty. Oh my and gosh! She was trying to sell them, sell them off for a couple dollars a pair because obviously she doesn't need twenty.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> you. Where did she get hers? I, I don't know. You'll know, have to ask her, or I'll see her. I'll ask her. Uh, I've seen them at Quick Trip for four ninety nine, but you know, I don't know. So anyway, that'll be kind of neat. Well, Ooh.
5: when's the next one going to be after this? Probably another 50 years? We're going to be around for it?
1: No, I think there's another one maybe in October. We need an eclipse person to call us at 210-308-8867 because I think they're – this is the Ring of Fire one. <laughs> and uh, I think. I'm not up on my eclipse. Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, I think Ring of Fire? Yeah.
2: He, it looks like it's got a ring of fire. On I him. think,
1: yeah, that's what...
2: Or it's named after Johnny Cash.
1: And it's not named after Johnny Cash. Uh, not like the Duranta. But, the Jimmy, but, the Jimmy, the Jimmy Duranta.
5: Did he come up with that song because of something like this happening?
1: I don't know. I,
5: that's worth a Google.
1: Yeah, it is. Okay.
5: Is that right? Well, I don't know. That's why Milton's going to check gonna, that out. I'm going to Google. Oh, okay. Because you don't come up with this that without yeah, some kind so of reason.
1: He, call us if you if you are into astronomy. Or Johnny Cash, or Johnny Cash. That's right. say. <laughs> ah.
2: Anyway, go ahead. Uh, we mentioned yesterday about inspecting houseplants that you intend to bring indoors uh, for insect or mite pest. I, I think the the most obvious one is a uh, is that uh, uh, that aphid that's uh, covered with uh, uh, f- uh, white woolly,
5: woolly aphid or a mealy, bug. mealy, bug. mealy bug would be the, the
2: especially on the, so, uh, so you notice
5: you know there's things that they should be doing now to get ready for that right yeah, what's that there's uh, bonide makes a systemic granule that is designed to put in the container. And the plant sucks it up and kills anybody that's sucking on the plant. Oh. Kind of like Dysiston used to be. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, it's a middle of corporate and a, a granule designed for containers. So, so as long as you're not putting it on something you're going to eat, uh, it's a wonderful preventive. What about your pets
2: grazing under? Or your
3: butterflies.
2: Yeah. Well, that don't work. <laughs> that may be a way to solve your pet. Eating your plants, situation. I don't think
5: people want to solve it that way. <laughs>
2: uh, it probably wouldn't kill them; it'd just make them sick. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, those those mealy bugs, <laughs> we fought those in the greenhouse, and they're they're formidable uh, enemies. Uh, I, I tell people just. If you can, if they're just on one branch, a lot of times they start on one branch. At this time of the year, look like little cotton balls on there. Co- uh, co- they're white. They're pretty. <laughs> Not pretty, but uh, they're overlay each other, so uh, it's almost impossible to get a insecticide on it. Uh, so maybe that you're talking about is good. In it, uh oh, okay. All right. I was thinking that's the same insecticide that uh they use on uh uh crape myrtles for uh for the uh my, the uh scale. We haven't had much scale, uh, cray myrtle scale down here.
1: <laughs> All right, the annual eclipse is called Ring of Fire according to uh kcentv.com because it occurs when the moon is at or near its furthest point from the earth and does not completely cover the sun, making it appear as if there is a ring of fire around the moon. Okay. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. And it's going to be four minutes, 20 seconds, I think is what it said. Uh, Let's see.
2: And it's during the day. Yeah. Is it during our show?
1: I think it's during, well, Trey said between one and two. Yeah, that's why.
2: I don't guess we should run out and look at it.
1: Huh? Probably not. <laughs> but uh, but I do. do they, apparently they sell glasses, I guess. Yeah. So if we can get some glasses, maybe we can. There you go. How often does it occur? Every one to two years. Okay.
2: The, uh, another, t- uh, 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 another tip that we talk about uh, that should bring joy and happiness to most people. That most tree and shrub insect pests do not justify spraying this late in the season. Like uh, if you got problems with uh, uh, caterp- uh, forest tent caterpillars or those things, and your pecans, just be sure if you want to do something, look at look at in the nest. Uh, they cover it and see if uh, see if you see any little worms alive in there. And if it is, all you have to do is tear it open, tear the web open, and I imagine the wasp are still
3: At working. Wasp are r- real active.
2: Yeah. Um, they're probably hungry.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're w- they're working the uh, uh, pollinator. Uh, Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, mostly for aphids, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the uh, a lot of the a lot of the pecan leaves are down on the ground. So yeah. I guess it depends on whether they've they've had adequate water or not to keep their leaves th- this long.
2: Yeah. The it says uh, uh, there isn't time for the plants to regrow healthy new leaves before frost. Uh is just make note of what what uh, damaged them last year this year so you can handle it next year before the damage occurs
1: all right so according to eclipse nationaleclipse.com so i really do need someone to call who can explain all this the start of the partial eclipse is at 10:23 in san antonio the start of the annular eclipse is 1152 and the maximum eclipse is at 1154 so just before we start the show and everything is over by 133 the duration of the annularity which I think if I'm reading this right is the ring of fire part is uh, 4 minutes 21 seconds oh yeah so get here early to the show don't be driving in that eclipse. People are going to drive. <laughs> People in San Antonio do not know how to drive during an eclipse. Is that right? Oh, man.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no, I... Uh, I was looking at Calvin's... Uh, uh, this week in the garden, and he talks about... Uh, we still have to... Uh, provide... Water for our wildlife and birds, especially, and uh, my my red birds our cardinals continue to enjoy the dog water bowl. And uh, how I did got, the dogs react? i got react two pair. It? It's interesting; they seem to all come at a different time. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the cardinals come around uh, two o'clock in the evening. And, of course, the dogs can drink whenever they want to. But, uh, anyway, you can put up, I imagine it's a good time to keep your bird feeder full. Normally, there would be a lot of wild seed, native, uh, you know, out there for birds. But this year, because of the drought, uh, um, we're not a, unless we're not it's a
3: beggar's lice, and then it's on all your genes, Yeah, yeah, your pup, your dogs and cats. like the birds eat that? I, well, <laughs> y- y- you know, I do the the lesser goldfinches, uh, and even the English sparrows. I see them working uh, some of the thickets. A bit. <laughs> but uh, I've been re- I've been recommending in my articles that. Uh, Get the rake and get those. Uh, now you're not gonna you're not gonna eliminate the germination of, no. of the beggar's lice next year that we had so much. <laughs> but you still you still got. I I, I was taught this lesson just uh, two days ago. Uh, I didn't even recognize Tilly. She came in. She was just oh like, no dark colored from oh you know, this is, man. This is a this is a, this is a, a white. Dog and it's dark colored from the beggar's lice stuck all. And off they're her.
2: hard to get out. Too, yeah, and she they? doesn't
3: like. Yeah, n- none of them like to the, when they get them out. I don't think you can
2: wet them with soap or anything.
3: Well, you just I just keep plugging away at them. Um, I, yeah, I, I I think they they uh, kind of work after a week or so. They work their way. Some yeah. of them work their way loose. Yeah. But so far, I haven't experienced that in this but this batch.
2: <laughs> somebody, somebody wrote uh, in to, to Neil and said, my sweet potato plant <laughs> is in my kitchen window. Does it need to be in a larger container? Yeah. It gets yellow leaves once in a while. <laughs> and Neil writes back, sweet potato plants... Become huge,
3: and you know, fill that whole kitchen. They're, yeah,
2: they're hold your kitchen. Yes, it needs to be in a much larger container, one with potting, one with potting soil. But in all sincerity, it would fill that entire window if you took the best possible care of it. It also needs to be in full or nearly full sunlight. Well. The neat thing about it, the sweeper toe play if you if you just you can break it off, you know, if it gets out of bounds you can uh, trim it back or break it off.
3: I me- I mentioned this I think to you guys a few times, but the one of the mo- most fascinating things I saw was uh, one of my bird watching trips in the out in uh, New Guinea the the In a swamp, they were raising sweet potatoes, and what they did was they pulled all the soil out of the the muddy water and piled it up (laughs) and made these islands. And so there's all this water in between each island, but there the sweet potatoes were planted up in the islands. Oh, yeah, and they were really growing up a storm. But I thought, gosh, what a A uh, uh, tough time to harvest, and uh, yeah, I wonder what kind.
2: Of, did they actually use uh, Ipomoea batatas?
3: I don't know that. I didn't ask him, or I didn't right like check.
2: Ipomoea batatas. What? <laughs> That's a sweet potato genus. Oh, I okay. Know.
3: I just not- noticed that the uh, <laughs> structure was there, and then when I asked, "What is in the world is that?" Sweet taters, sweet potatoes.
2: Yeah. You know they grow that uh, elongated thing that kind of looks like a sweet potato over there. Uh, Get what they call that. Anyway, uh,
3: they're they're an amazing plant, though.
2: Oh yeah, that's yeah. tough as a boot. And it, it it doesn't matter which end of the stem you put in the ground.
3: That's a great plant for an egg. Yeah. <laughs> I always get a kick out of it when people are uh, worried about, uh, uh, you know, what what they do with the, the little s- seedlings or the root ro- uh, yeah, like, uh, sprouts. Yeah, And it that, that doesn't really matter. You get, no, it in the, uh-uh. you get it in your soil and they're going to
1: prosper and
3: grow. <laughs> or
2: even lay it on your soil. Okay, here's uh, Milton's question of the weekend.
1: All right, I'm ready.
2: Are you ready? I think you're going to get this. Uh, Why are my holly bushes turning brown and
1: continuing to turn? Not enough water. (laughs) Look at him. (laughs) You're amazing. Just like that, I got it, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Said two of the younger ones died last year. Hmm. Now it seems to be spreading. Yeah, if you haven't watered. Yeah, just. uh, It's all dry. (laughs) But I've noticed it on other hollies in the neighborhood. So the whole damn neighborhood's not watered. Uh Oh. Correctly. (laughs) And so Neil answers. Neil is a diplomatic kind of guy. He doesn't say, fool! You haven't watered like I told you. But, uh... Neil answers, I am a self-proclaimed holly... fantastic... fantastic... frantic... frantic. (laughs) fantastic... They're our most dependable landscaping shrub for almost all of Texas. I've had for 46 years, perhaps, 200 holly plants... Of thirty or more varieties in my metro area landscape, I will guarantee you that your landscaper did not bring any insect or disease uh, in on your plants. These plants have gotten too dry, just like melted. Yeah. The issue is with holly; they don't wilt visibly. So it's very easy for them to pass the point of no return without a homeowner realizing. Uh, That's true with old established plants like yours, but it's especially true with new plantings fresh out of the nursery container. I read that for for that person that called, that's a fellow that called in earlier.
1: Oh, for the... Yeah.
2: That's why I keep advising people to water new plantings by hand every couple of days. In this case, a soaker hose allowed to run for several hours every couple of weeks would have saved your plants. I'm really sorry to deliver the bad news, but it's always been my policy to to be honest with my readers and li- uh, listeners. Yeah. That's my policy too. Mm -hmm. When they call in, fool, you didn't water.
1: There's there's different ways of being honest. Neil does it, a good it, job. It Neil game. didn't use the word fool one time in that. Did you notice <laughs> that? I noticed that. You should write Neil. Hey, I, I'd like to see you how you probably should have answered this question. <laughs> hey, hold on to that. We're going to take a quick break and come okay. back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Milburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer. Trace is joining us on the porch as we go to David at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, David. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. You? Good, good. How can we help you?
6: Good,
7: good. Uh, I had a question about um, uh, the grass variety to plant. Uh, I have a backyard that's fairly large, and the back third of it is uh, is bare right now. The front of the, the rest of the yard is in uh, Bermuda, which is in uh, pretty good shape. But my question was whether uh, you would recommend uh, more Bermuda, it basically sun, uh, all sun all day, or maybe a native uh, glass variety such as Thunder Turk might be... Uh, a better alternative
5: well my my answer is going to be do you want to mow things at different heights or do you want to mow consistently at one height everything
7: um so the the thunder turf would need to be mowed differently
5: i'm not even sure what that is but i guarantee you it's going to have a different mowing height than your bermuda Uh, bermuda should be really maintained between a half inch and an inch tall it's the only grass that likes that uh, all the rest of the grasses are pretty much going to be like uh, zoysias 2 to 3 and St. Augustine's 3 to 4, depending on whether they're in the sun or shade. So my answer yeah. is uh, full sun, do the right prep, uh, and put Bermuda. That way you stay consistent with the mowing height and the look of the grass.
3: Yeah, okay. Okay. What is what sure. is Thunder Turf?
7: Well, I, I've, I've just read about it. It's, it's a, uh, a mix of uh, native. Grass, grasses, um, buffalo grass and maybe oh. a few other grasses
5: that... So, any, anybody are, I've uh, ever known has put in buffalo grass ends up with a Bermuda lawn before it's all said and done.
4: <laughs> uh,
5: 99.9% of the time. Even the city, when oh. they did the buffalo grass, ended up with Bermuda in those plots. Well, yeah. uh,
3: okay. certainly, you certainly would end up with Bermuda if you mowed low, and... Uh, the recommended height for buffalo grass is up there about five inches tall, or not, or not
5: mowed at all, yeah. which is going to look pretty rough.
3: So it'll be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be hard to maintain any kind of a unity of the lawn.
6: Okay,
7: okay. Well, I appreciate it. Let me ask you one other question: um, Is there a way to um, kill the? Um, I've got Bermuda grass, but I've got St. Augustine that always wants to grow into it. Is there a way to kill the St. Augustine without arming the Bermuda?
5: Yes. Uh, we normally go backwards on this, trying to get the Bermuda out of St. Augustine. Uh, but there is a, a product, and I'm trying to remember the name of them, weed. They used to call it weed out with Q. Now I think it's just weed out. Um, that one is designed... For a little bit different temperatures than we got right now, so 60 to 90 degrees, um, and it's designed to spray over Bermuda to kill wide blade grasses. So that would include St. Augustine.
3: And then the other the other option, you know, if you mow, you mow the Bermuda at the recommended height, you're you're not going to have a very good. uh, It it'll outcompete the. Uh, San Augustine. This is, this is
5: true. If you mow it all at that, keeping it uh, half inch to an inch, uh, again, Saint Augustine wants three or four. Uh, it's going to do worse and worse, and the Bermuda is going to do better and better. Yeah, okay. Okay.
2: Or, or, if, you re- or if you replant the uh, Saint Augustine, you can use this new one. Uh, Pro, uh, Pro Vista. Pro Vista. Uh, uh, that, that round up resistant. And uh, a lot of other resistances, and uh, you could, if you, if Bermuda sneaked in that Provista, you could just spray it around a like
7: glyphosate. If I wanted to, to eliminate the Bermuda, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay,
1: but only okay. on that variety, not on regular Saint Augustine. No, no. Okay,
2: he'd figure that out. Right.
1: Well, I know. It's, right. After a couple of right, we don't
5: we don't need trial and error on that though.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do have one One
7: other quick question. I, I have a uh, also have a, a weed that uh, almost looks like a ground cover that has little heart-shaped um, leaves, little tiny yellow flowers that grows in the
4: Bermuda
7: very real bad. And is, is there a way to, to kill that out? Well,
5: you're what? describing horse herb perfectly. Um, some people actually want it. Some yeah. don't. Some of um, love it. So key, keeping it mowed, I would use a uh, bagger if you have that capability because every one of those blooms is uh, probably a good hundred viable seed. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yes, you'd use weed-free zone, and you need a temperature window of like 40 to 85, I believe, for that to function properly. Yeah. Okay. So okay. That, well, we, that, that. that kind of temperature we got right now. And
3: what the what, if you way Trace is describing it, it's a perennial, so you've got... It's a reseeding perennial, so you've got two two ways for it to come back. That's why you have to be kind of careful about it.
5: And we should throw a pre-emergent herbicide in there as well. Um, I would be doing the gallery and uh, trying to kill seeds. Uh, it's, it, go, yes. it's not going to be fun to get rid of, but that's, that's right. what you're going to have to do.
3: That's, yeah. that, that's why some, some of us have... Uh, Decided that it's it's no longer a weed; it's a now a desirable plant because it's we, a native plant. Because we have not yeah, been able to yeah. control it.
4: <laughs> right.
3: Good luck. Right. Okay.
5: Did I ever, did, did okay. I tell you did I ever tell y'all that I had uh, a customer want three hundred and thirty three flats of horse herb? No. no. Wow. And the most I could find was sixty. <laughs> wow.
7: Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate y'all's help. Thank
1: you very Dead much. Good luck. Red. Thanks, David. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. So that C10. person,
5: I think, listens to Jerry because they were going to do their whole yard in it. Oh, really? There you you think they do?
1: Yeah,
5: they didn't yeah. want any grass. They yeah. wanted horse herb.
1: How big was their yard?
5: Well, 333 flats worth. Uh, mm. Pretty big.
1: Yeah, sure sounds like it. But I have seen yards where either they did that or it took over, and they look nice. They really do.
5: And sometimes green is green.
1: Yeah. If it, when it's mowed, it looks good.
5: And yeah, pretty yellow blooms. Beautiful yeah. yellow
2: bloom. <laughs> and Calvin knows what kind of butterflies. Go there. Mm.
1: What kind of butterflies does it attract?
3: Oh, um, black um, black swallowtails. Okay. okay. I'm just a little worried about this lady trying to kick pick right. those big. Whoa. Uh-oh. Oh, ma'am, ma'am.
1: Oh, we got some help coming. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867. <laughs> we have a pumpkin pumpkin down, pumpkin down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry's on the line at 210-308-8867. Jerry, welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today?
8: I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, taking the call. I have uh, about 30 uh, lantana across the front of the yard, and... Uh, they normally bloom all summer and sometimes go all the way up to uh, Christmas. Uh, this year uh, they were great in the spring, and then the drought, uh, they went ahead and stopped blooming. Uh, they're not blooming now, and I was just wondering if there's anything I could do to maybe get uh, some color... Uh, into the fall, uh, or if they're just done and, uh, you know, I'll just leave them and then next spring cut them back. I thought maybe taking about an inch off, it's hard with that many naturally to go out there and just pick off the buds. Uh, what do you well, think you, call use a, it?
2: Use, a, uh, use a flexible a string, <laughs> string string trimmer and uh, just take them about halfway down.
8: Halfway down?
2: And then and then and then water them.
8: and then water them. And
2: that's what they need okay that's of water
8: okay I tried I tried, uh, I tried uh, with the drought to water them but it' entry. <laughs> you know they didn't seem to help a whole lot and you know how the water bills are so I got to a point uh, over yeah. around July I just said, hey uh, throw out the bloom with me watering them um, yeah just let it go.
2: Okay. Well, that may bring them back, and uh,
8: okay, take them about down about halfway, and then uh, water them and see whether or not we get some color uh, maybe yeah. in October. Okay.
2: Yeah. Be sure you leave. Uh, we're in October now.
8: Yeah. Well, uh, be, the end of be, October, be, November.
2: Yeah. Be sure not to take them down so far that you don't have some of the foliage left.
8: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
3: Well, I'll do yeah. it. Go shallow, as opposed to going deep. Yeah. Right. So
5: it's like okay. getting a haircut. You can always uh, cut off more, but you can't put it back on. Yeah,
8: <laughs> so true. Listen, thank you, and have a good day. Okay, thank you. Take care.
1: Bye. All right, let's go to Ross on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Ross. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today?
9: Uh, my name is Russell.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Russell. Sorry about that. That's
9: all right. That's okay. My question is, I have a St. Augustine lawn that's died, uh, Our sprinkler system malfunctioned during the extreme heat this summer. Uh, we were doing some hardscape work, and uh, we had to have the sprinkler off for a while. In any case, the St. Augustine has died in about a third of my lawn. I was, I was wanting to go in or, or pretty much had decided to go in with the Pro Vista. Uh, yeah. two, two questions. Is this a good time to plant it? Uh And number two, what all do I need to do? I mean, I've heard, I've heard different theories. One that I could just plant right over the old dead grass, or that the other one, okay. The other one was so, that I have to take that out. So, what? Well. How would I prepare prepare the area to plant? And is this a good time to plant the Provista?
5: You can plant that any time. Um, it's probably easier now that it's a little cooler. Uh, but your soil prep is the key. So you either need to loosen what you got or bring in some soil or both. Uh, just remember you can't add any soil to the trunk of a tree. Um, any regrading that you need to do for drainage needs to be done at that same time. And then you're going to put the uh, grass on top of the loose soil. In my mind, it's a two or three person process. One's laying. One should be watering. One should be rolling, to press it down into the ground and take the air pockets out. Okay. So, now let uh, me
9: let me ask you again. You you said you can't add soil to a tree trunk. I, what do you mean by that?
5: Well, if you got an existing tree, you got to figure out something different. Adding soil or mulch or anything like that on the trunk of a tree is very very detrimental.
9: Yeah, I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't planning on doing that. Now, what I was planning is. Our, our existing soil, the, the, the soil that was started out with is not good, but, you know, over the years it's been built up and we've composted and whatnot. But I was, I was planning on, you know, taking out the grass, the dead grass runners, adding some compost, tilling it in, uh, then, you know, regrading. I've read that you're supposed to uh, grade it down to like an... Uh, or do something, the grass, the new grass is supposed to be like an inch below the hardscape. Uh, so is that all the right stuff to do? Sounds like it. Okay. Is there anything else I should add besides compost?
5: Um, well, I would be, if you weren't going to do any of that, and you were just going to add something to the top and put the grass on, I wouldn't use finished compost. I would use uh, topsoil that's enriched, but not just compost by itself. But if you're going to mix it in, that's not a problem.
9: Yeah, that's what I was going to do, was just till it into the existing soil.
5: And the other thing that uh, sounds to me like more work than necessary is the removal of the other grass. If you're going to do all that, I would go spray whatever's left with Roundup with the blue lid, Uh, wait for it to keel over, and then go do your tilling and mixing at that point. I don't think I would try to remove what's there, or beat it to the ground with a weed eater would be another option
3: yeah that's much easier
9: All right, just kill it with the round up with the blue lid, uh, let it die out, and then till everything uh, with with a little bit of compost.
4: yeah
3: well, I, think,
5: I think that'd be all right
3: now you, you don't even have to you, you know you, you you should see if the lawn is actively growing, you should see a response in a week or so if uh, you don't, it doesn't have to be completely dead. it just has to be moving in that direction. So,
9: well, the grass, frankly, the grass is already pretty dead already. Oh, okay. Uh, there, there might be a few spots where it's not, but we would spray. let see if dead. But
3: okay, you should be able to, you should be able to see the a change due to the roundup.
9: All right, and so you you all have plenty of ProVista available.
3: Uh, as of now,
5: yes, but it's always weather permitting. So we're we're heading into that time of year where sometimes we can get stuff cut and sometimes we can't. So like Monday, for example, uh, we got grass, but we did not get grass yesterday because of the rain. Okay.
6: Hi. Right. Okay, that's good. Well, thanks for the advice. I appreciate
1: it. Thank you, sir. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210 308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. What else is going on?
2: I got a note from uh, Joshua Van Dyke.
1: All right.
2: said, I'm a Ph.D. student at Texas A&M, and I was reading about your breeding work with the pink-blue no Oh, dear. I didn't do any breeding work. A&M didn't like for you to do breeding. Uh, and I was wondering if there's any way I could buy seed for it still. I was interested in growing it myself, but couldn't find any source. Uh, no, there's no seed of pink. Uh, any seed would, would be uh, the uh, red maroon out, you know,
5: did away with the pink. Can we send him some of that orange you found and say it was? Yeah,
2: pink? yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? But uh, <laughs> the uh, when I was up visiting with John Thomas uh, last weekend, last Sunday, uh, he's he they they've had four, three or four crop failures of the colored blue of the colorful bluebon. Uh, in a row, in, in Eagle Lake and and uh, Fredericksburg,
5: and in a row, right? In a row,
2: yeah. So the, uh, what 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 John did, uh, where he had uh, acres of planted colors, uh, the color bruban, and uh, when it when it, they would bloom, but they wouldn't produce seed. And so he w- he just went in there and shredded, shredded those fields bare. And uh, he's waiting for a rain to bring up the laden seed that are in those in those ground, and there should be a lot. So uh, that's where we are with those. But but surprisingly enough, I I said, well, what are, what are you recommending people plant at this time of the year? and uh he said well uh i recommended a mix you know a, a one of their mixes seed mixes like Milton plant mm-hmm. and and cow. but uh i said well they probably won't have any blue bonnets in there will they and uh he said oh i got i got blue blue bonnets yeah there's a few. And they're not ladybird royal blue but suppose they want ladybird royal blue and uh, red maroon and uh, orange and no, <laughs> they're they're growing as we speak at the transplant producers. And <laughs> I told John, I said we we furnished the gr- the grower seed every year. Every year we ha- we have had it, and he said, "Don't be giving that seed." To A grower? I said, what are you talking about? He said, you know, because it's in such short supply. I said, if it wasn't for that transplant grower, we wouldn't have these colors. Because they grew all the transplants that uh, enabled me to make a selection. But uh, if I had more seed, I would take them to that, of of this orange. thought it was on but uh, I, we don't have very many seeds. But anyway, uh, everybody's waiting on the rain. All, yeah. All you can do.
1: I wonder what the weather, so the and, best and chance of rain was on Tuesday. Let's see what it's at now. What?
2: I'm waiting. Uh-huh. <laughs> to give you the...
1: I knew that's what you are
2: waiting for. <laughs> and... Here's another one for you, Milton, from Fredericksburg. Lacy blue oak said, uh, "In one in one month, both lacy blue oaks, professionally installed and on irrigation, had their leaves turn brown." Hmm, what the hell could have caused that?
1: Not enough water.
2: There you go. What?
1: I tried to make it sound... The
2: trees are alive, but they look terrible. Hmm. You look terrible, too. You had <laughs> your water rationed. <laughs> but uh, what happened? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> so,
1: so uh,
2: you know, Fredericksburg was drier than we were. Yeah,
1: that's what you'd said. Did they get any rain? When you were up there for the... Uh, no. Okay.
2: No. Got a huh. drizzle.
1: So, best chance of rain Tuesday, 30 to 40 percent. And then Tuesday night, 40 percent. And Wednesday, 20 percent. <laughs> Let's see.
2: <laughs> okay. Here's, here's one uh, from... Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, Neil sent me this. Said, "How can I stop termites from attacking my okra plants?" Hmm. Yeah.
3: Termites, okra
2: plants? <laughs> yeah, termites, okra plants. Uh, Does he mean ants? Is uh, and uh, he Neil answered said, "Dina called one of my uh, D." fw area radio program last saturday with this question i told her to do some online research for an answer well that yielded a big zero Hmm. okra being almost totally a southern crop national websites and national researchers don't give it any lip service or web page space so what, should I what I did, I reached out to TAMU Extension Professional, Professor Emeritus, Dr. Jerry Parsons himself, uh-uh. a vegetable specialist who speaks <laughs> this language fluently.
1: Language of termites or okra? Yeah, termites.
2: <laughs> yeah. Also asked if there was any chance you might have been seeing fire ants at work. He wrote back. Yeah. I wrote back. Okay. Ants, and especially fire ants, love okra bloom and the, spe- uh, the aphids that congregate on the tender pieces of stem and flower. Fire ants can literally destroy the pod-producing capacity of okra. So if you're, if you're growing okra now, you've been growing okra and harvesting it, and all of a sudden it stops, it's, it's going to slow down. It's gonna slow down at this time of the year, but uh, that's probably firing. But anyway, you're supposed to be cutting it down, getting rid of the plants, uh, so, so the uh, bow weevils won't turn. The hmm. And then I c- continue to write. Termites are a different story. A termite, referred to as terrestrial or subterranean tab- termites get their nutrition from wood and other material containing cellulose. Paper, uh, paper, cotton, burlap, and other plant products uh, often are actively consumed by these termites, terrestrial or subterranean. Sometimes uh, termites will even uh, tunnel into the dead hardwood or pit are the pith of a living tr- plants. Most species of subterranean termites cannot digest cellulose directly, and depend on, on single-cell protozoans and bacteria. I think that's some of those things that get those hmm. monarchs. Oh yeah, living on their living in their hind guts. Yeah to help digest the uh, cellulose. Oh, I should have saved this for, for Spider-Man. Digested cellulose is then shared with the developing larvae and other workers, soldiers, and reproductive. Termites can damage the trunks of trees as well as okra. The... <coughs> the... Uh, only reason I know about subterranean termites, I, what I left out was I think they can damage lawns too. Yeah, but uh, I've heard oh, we that we have
3: them here too. What? We have uh, the. Uh, you're talking about those. Yeah, termites yeah. That move in waves. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah.
4: Okay.
2: <laughs> but anyway, the way I became familiar with them was here hearing Dr. Laura Shreve curse them. Because even at, at Uvalde, they would kill his uh, uh, dwarf apple trees. Really? Yeah, kill them. Yeah. He hated them because you know they are so hard to control.
3: At the A- A- Texas A and M uh, offices over in, the, in the, oh the southwest side of the yeah, city. Yeah. Yeah. They the big wave of them. Went across that field, the field mm. that the, our office was. Oh, in. okay. And yeah, it was just ate all blind, the grass. So. Yeah, it looked just like the soil does now. <laughs> you know, but they'll yeah they're they're amazing uh, relatively easy to control. At least you know, that's what we found them to be easy to control. Yeah. But they uh they they sure can show up and <laughs> do some damage.
2: Yeah, it says uh. Neil recommends that you could apply a general-purpose insecticide to the entire garden space once it had been emptied this fall. That would give it at least three months, and for the okra, okra planting area, more like six months to get out of the soil. Uh, I wrote Jerry
4: back.
2: Oh, I wrote Jerry back to ask. What he would recommend, and he said you should try something if you want to do it organically, was spinosad or drench the fire, drench with uh, to drench the fire ant mounds and also the uh, the subterranean.
3: Well, now,
1: how about boric acid? There's a website recommending it for boric acid for termite is on plants a... on woody plants. Yeah. yeah, recommended
5: for roaches. Yeah, but Jerry likes his.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, what What is that uh, a product that starts with A that we use for termites?
5: I'm not sure.
1: Uh,
3: uh, ants. I mean that we use for ants.
5: That starts uh, with an A.
3: Yeah. It, uh, what? what?
1: Amdro or no like Orthene or. So
5: in my mind, it's, if it's not labeled, I can't say it, but I can guarantee you, mouth die, I'll kill off everybody it comes in contact with. Mm. Uh, so uh, with the bif- any of the bifenthrins. I
3: was talking about the uh, oh the the uh,
5: subterranean
3: fire. The, those termites that cr- are they go across on the, the top on the yeah.
5: Bermuda lawns. Yeah, a Bermuda relatively
3: situation. easy to kill. Uh, pretty,
5: I would think any granule insecticide would yeah. take care of them.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh but they a, won't be on the label. Hmm. Oh, okay. Said my I've got another question So that you
1: my, can't recommend it but you've you've maybe heard that
5: it theoretically,
1: theoretically could work. Okay.
5: Uh got a question in
2: uh says what's happening to my Mary Nell
1: Thank you. There you go. <laughs> well we want to hear your lovely voice in these questions. <laughs> Hurry though.
2: Marinelle uh, Holly is dying one section at a time. It's in the shade and there's very little shearing over that time.
1: It didn't get enough water. <laughs> That's it, my answer it, for it, everything. It's
2: amazing. Uh,
1: well, or it has scale,
5: one of the two. <laughs>
1: okay. What, it's
2: mulched and I've watered wow. it two times per week. Okay. What's going on? And Neil answers, I'll speak from my own first-hand experience of 46 years plus hundreds of observations over the past century of Hepping, Texas. He Jordan. does that a
5: lot, speaks that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I have seen two things cause this die out on larger hollies. On, th- on three occasions, I've had woodpeckers.
1: <laughs>
2: huh. uh, attack specific tree form hollies on our property. Okay,
1: 30 seconds. It was
2: where the, it was where the tr- uh, trunks were exposed and they riddled them. In all other occasions, I've uh, observed on my property across Texas, plants have gotten too dry uh-huh. or one or more times. It can happen when one side of the root system gets enough water and the other side doesn't. That's it, for it only today. takes
1: once, Milton. Yep. We'll be back next week on The Answer